pop culture. That's today's topic. Um, this was one requested by a lot of people, and we think it's very relevant. So we're really looking forward to this talk. My name is Justine. Rafaela. Michael. Karen. Sophia. Theo. And don't forget to follow us on our socials. The, our handle on Instagram is sinners.anonymous, and everything is linked in our bio. All right. So pop culture, media, fake news. We're here to talk about all of that. It's an interesting thing uh, with pop culture. Media is probably one of the most powerful tools that exists in our present day. And when you're critiquing media, it's usually about politics or, you know, the media's ability to decide what is uh, real, what is or is not, or maybe some of the media's ability to um, kind of decide what is right and what is wrong. But we, we want to talk about something slightly different. How is media being used to, su- to be subversive against the will of God. That's really what we want to focus on because in the end, nothing else really matters. And the reason why media is so powerful is uh, suggestion or the ability to control people's thoughts or the ability to control people's emotions even more powerfully um, are very powerful forces that the media has created very specific tools uh, that do a very good job of doing just that, which is controlling our outlook, our belief systems our feelings. And most of the time we don't realize it. In fact, the power in these tools lies in the fact that they are completely, for the most part, not conscious. We are not conscious of the effect these things have on us. And this is not just a conversation on social media, even though social media is probably the greatest example of this. It is a conversation on stars and celebrity status and the media that we consume, whether it's Netflix or TV or uh, movies. All of this you know, whether we want to admit it or not, has a great impact on our development. And it starts at a very, very young age for the vast majority of us. Even if we have parents who are very conservative and keep their kids away from these things uh, early on, at some point you got to go to school. And when you go to school, you're going to be exposed to it uh, as a, in a secondary form. And then eventually your parents can't do anything about it. You know, whether you have a phone or a laptop or a PC or whatever it is, eventually uh, you're going to become part of this machine. And so what we want to talk about today is how does this affect us negatively and positively? How do we become more aware? And more importantly, how do we use media in general uh, to bring us closer to Christ rather than further away? And the answers to that are not as easy as you think, as we found out when we were talking about it. Uh, with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and kick it off. Ladies and gentlemen, what is your opinion on the media today? And how does it have a hold or an effect on us? What do y'all think? Well, you know, it's it's interesting because when you look at the the origin of media, it's it was kind of, you know, TV, radio back in the day when it would deliver news. And then uh, more news, what, news networks started developing. And then you have TV shows that came on for entertainment. And then you had reality shows that came on for entertainment. And um, a lot of these things started rewiring or restructuring our ideologies or what we start viewing as goals in our life, whether if it's financial or social status or, um, you know, physique goals. Um, What's physicals? Body goals. Physique. Oh, goals. physique goals. It's two <laughs> words. I have physicals. I'm like, huh? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> like body image. Right. Body image goals, especially lately. I feel like that's been impacting um, the youth a lot. And so a, a lot of these things started 
becoming more of an influence and like like you said theo subconsciously it's become um you know it started infiltrating the way that we have our views and our perspectives in life and uh i think that that's where it started originating from was tv radio magazines books and so on and then it even became so much more amplified when social media came about with um its ease of accessibility it's ease of access, how quickly you can get news and information. Um, and the immediate results that we feel in our brains, the chemicals that are released when someone likes our post. Or exactly. Yeah. Like they actually, there was, um, I can't remember if it was a show or a research uh, article, news article that I read about how um, they, they've actually noticed that there are increased levels of serotonin and dopamine, which are the happy neurotransmitters in our brain that are released whenever somebody likes a picture or comments on a picture. We feel more self-gratification or an increased self-worth. Validation. Yeah, validation whenever these things come about on social media. Yep. And we sometimes people have started investing in who they are through social media. So they're looking through, like you said, uh, Raphael, the, our, our, their validation through social media and not within ourselves. And imagine how much that has mentally impacted a lot of the teenagers who were unable to develop thoroughly before, you know, they started depending on social media and other people validating them rather than them validating themselves. Yeah, I think it's a fact that pop culture and social media have an effect on us. The majority of society has like an app like Instagram or Facebook. And I mean, it's not wrong to want to keep up with the news or the trends, but it's wrong if you like let that affect who you are as a person. So, so I think that if you go back, like you're saying, to like I started with radio, and radio did have an effect on people. But the thing is that has made such a difference is the percentage of your time that is connected to all of this stuff. That it is very difficult to disconnect from it at this point. Like it used to be okay that even TV wasn't on after midnight. Very few channels back in the day were on after midnight. And many of them would sign off at around like 10 o'clock at night. And so initially you could disconnect. It was, okay, this is the time that you listen to this. You listen to the, you got your news from the radio or from the newspapers. And they did give you a perspective and a worldview. And as you read it, you did wind up um, confer- imbibing that worldview. But... You had that. For those of us that did not score well in the SATs, imbibing means... Drinking from? Drinking, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you're actually like, as if like you're drinking from a water fountain, you're drinking in the stuff. And sure, but then you had other sources where you would drink from as well. And it wasn't just that. And right now what's going on is more and more of our info is coming from the, the same sources. And then there's become more of a, okay, well, we can curate what you see. And if you think about what Facebook was like maybe, I don't know, eight years ago, and what your news feed felt like eight years ago, I remember having a conversation with my wife um, about five or six years ago, and I was like, my news feed is completely different from your news feed. Like, you're looking at pictures of your friends and your friends' kids and most of what I'm getting is articles about uh, this political thing or that science thing or this other thing. And she's, I'm like, what's going on? 
And now both of our news feeds are exactly the same. Are you guys familiar with TikTok and how like the algorithm works? Like it curates <laughs> the person, like it curates what you're into on the app. Yeah. So Instagram, I think, does the same. And Facebook. Like yeah. Interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, the algo is the new god, right? That's the name of the game. Algo? Algo. Yeah, it's got a nickname. You got to get plugged in, sister. But yeah, no, no. The algorithm, as as the uh, the world of YouTube and whatnot, uh, social media in general call it, it, it has become the new God. It's all about pleasing the algo and, you know, figuring out a way to get the right thumbnail and the right title and to get as many clicks as possible, right? From, from it's, it's, it's a multi-billion dollar business. And, you know, a lot of people think that uh, social media is free. It's not. They are buying and selling you, right? They are mining your data, your preferences, right? Like if, if you are on Instagram and you're looking at uh, pictures of Instagram models, right? Guess what's going to be suggested to you the next time you log in? Because it's all about how often they can get your eyes on the screen how long and they can keep literally you. eyes not just clicking on things no it's not it, it's it's attention it's watch time right so if you're if you're looking at kylie Lipkits, right guess what's going to get suggested to you, you know, jeffree star stuff and all the, these other folks right that you may not be exposed to and if you're a 12 year old uh, uh girl and you see jeffree star on your screen and you're like wow i really like his personality guess what that might change in terms of your uh, thoughts and beliefs on homosexuality you see you see what happened there you start off on makeup, and you end up, without even realizing it, subversively changing your opinion on homosexuality. Like One of the things that just drew me for an entire loop, now, I'm an old guy, so I, I'll admit that, but when the Supreme Court uh, released the, the, uh, the whole thing about the legal marriage, decision, yeah. you know, uh, I was very surprised to hear from, from uh, the, so people that I'm close to about all of the positive Facebook messages that our youth were posting about this. And I'm thinking to myself, what? You must be wrong. And then I, they showed me, and I'm like, how can these kids, the same kids that we've been uh, teaching Sunday school, that we went from the very beginning, these very Coptic kids, how do they think this is a good thing? And then it just dawned on me that, you know, we missed a boat. Like, we were sleeping at the wheel as a church, as parents, as servants. We totally did not think that they would fall for it. And because we slept at the wheel, because we weren't really there to explain these things, guess what? The media in general decided they're going to educate our kids for us. And they made them completely misunderstand. They completely skewed their morality, completely skewed their uh, perception of things. And in the end, they got them to subscribe to a belief system that's counter to that which is God's, that which is holy. And it all happened with none of us even realizing, right? That's the power of media in general, not just social media. That's the power of media in general. And we can talk about how subversive that is in a second. But but let's let's keep the scope pretty wide for now. And we can funnel it later. Let's let's talk about media in general. Sometimes, you know, it's not just the social media, it's who these uh, who our youth uh, look up to, right? Uh, and, and you know, Kim Kardashian is the easy target, so let's let's go with that. Like She's very famous. A lot of girls think this is the epitome of beauty. A lot of guys think the same thing. Uh, you know, multi-billion dollar uh, uh, clothes and makeup and appearance business. And we've got a lot of young women who are growing up thinking that this is the standard. And when they look in the mirror and they don't see that, they think something is wrong with them. And they think that in order to make up for it, they have to do these other things. And some of these things are absolutely unacceptable. And some of these things are just a waste of resources. But for the most part, uh, they go against that which God has said, which is, I made you. I don't make mistakes. You're beautiful. You're perfect. The way I made you, right? And if you want to, you want to be more perfect, you want to be more beautiful, you want to be closer to the uh, 
to the standard, the, the definition of, of femininity, the way God has said it, improve yourself, get closer to me, become more loving, become more uh, self-serving, you know, become more focused, love God with all your heart. This is what beauty is in the eyes of God. When you, when you put that against what beauty is according to the standard that we've held, and, and it's, I know it's easy to, to, to target Kim K, but we will, they're, they're completely opposite. In fact, when you dig deeper in here, how did she get her status? Pornography. And yet we seem to forget that. And a whole generation of kids don't really realize that. I, maybe they do, maybe they don't, right? And they don't realize that this, this beauty uh, is in the eyes of the beholder. No, it's not. Beauty is in the eyes of Christ. And God is very clear on what is acceptable, what is morally acceptable, and what isn't. And internal beauty is way more, more important than external beauty, but that's not the message being sent to our girls. And what happens? Depression, anxiety, suicide, self-harm, because of this negative influence that's happening in the media. Let's talk more about that. What do you guys think? I think you kind of have to pull back a little bit and, and, and look at why are people looking at other people to valid, like to, as a standard, why are, why are, so like, let's say for example, why are teenage girls looking at female celebrities as a standard that they have to be like copy, live up to, you know, become essentially, they try to become these celebrities. And I think it's because they, they haven't developed that sense of wise discernment between what is important for them to grow in and what isn't so because and, and it may be a fault in in our service and our ability to um, have our our youth boys and girls appreciate themselves value themselves see the beauty within themselves um, sometimes if, if they're unable to develop that self-appreciation they're going to want to see what society is valuing as self-appreciation and what society is valuing as important or beautiful or successful. And, you know, that, that may just fall back on, on us as servants, on parents of, of teenage youth that, you know, maybe, maybe we haven't developed a right way to have, have our youth appreciate themselves. And when they don't do that, they don't, they don't see what God sees. They see what society sees and, you know, when they're trying to look at what society sees, they're always going to be at a fault. They're never going to feel happy. They're never going to feel um, valued or worthy, basically. Well, I'm going to throw a punch in the gut to both me and uh, Theo. Um, it all boils down to how your how your father sees you. Do you see? Do you feel that your father sees you as beautiful? Do you, do you like feel paternal like father or yes. like Godfather? Well, your paternal father, because often that's how we see our heavenly father, mm -hmm. that many people have a hard time um, thinking that God loves them because they thought that their, their earthly father didn't love them. And so in the same way, does, do you feel like your father feels that you're beautiful? Does he make you, does he build you up, build up your self-esteem? Um, or is he absent from your life entirely? And I think that's part of what we've missed is that we've had um, a few generations now where fathers have been missing, whether totally missing and not in that house at all, or just checked out because hey, they're either busy with work or they just don't feel like the house is where they belong. Like they don't feel successful at home. And or it's, it's the mother's just, job. Yeah. And it's just easier to let the mother fill in. Or then there's all the weird awkwardness of, well, she's a teenager now and I don't like it feels awkward to tell her that she's beautiful and you need to get over that. 
Um, it's hard, it's easy for me to say because I haven't gotten there yet, but <laughs> <laughs> you still have years ahead of you. <laughs> I mean, great great points, and uh, we should probably do a whole subject on oh, yeah. right. But 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 focusing on the subject of, of, of social media and media in general. Um, let's talk to some folks that are not as old farts like you and I. <laughs> what, what do you got? What do the three of you guys think? So what I think is that I noticed based on Instagram, for example, like an algorithm where let's say a girl posts something, for example, a religious post saying something meaningful and whatever she feels like is broadcast in a way where it's faithful compared to another girl that's in a bikini picture. She gets way more likes and more attention rather than something meaningful and she'd take on to life. So people like would like to waste their time to do things rather like to pay attention to something to distract them yeah a lot so of, can move a lot of us have, yeah. have experienced that mm -hmm. exactly like i mean i know i have but you have a great point so i have a question <laughs> if you have a certain if you post something because i haven't really noticed this if you post something that's a, a political statement that is popular or that more of the media wants to push forward is that also going to get the same number of likes as like a bikini picture or no not even no no <laughs> no i think it i think it comes down to like the reason why we look up to certain celebrities or certain people in the industry is because i think we just like as girls at least we want to be accepted you don't really want to be the odd man out so if if you see like Sophia was saying like if you see that the likes are coming for people that are wearing bikinis versus like a verse or a news post that you found interesting then you know by habit you realize okay like if I want to be accepted then I need to conform to those standards or I need to do this in order to be accepted and to get the likes that I want and so I think I think that's why this happens um, and I, I guess that's also where like body image issues come from is because all you see is like these edited and photoshopped pictures that are yeah. perfect. And then you're like, oh, I don't, I don't look like that. So there must be something wrong with me. And that's something well, that people like it's happening to them, like without them even realizing, like, especially in, in the younger generation generations, like, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, where have we dropped the ball? You know, why is it that our youth are looking at, um, like you were saying, Karen, these these other standards rather than looking at, you know, God made each one of us in his own image. Why do we not tell our youth and why do we not realize that ourselves that we are created in God's image? Each one of us were were made. He knew us before we were born. You know, why do we not think about that? Why is it that, you know, we have missed the ball when it or missed the mark when it comes down to that? Um, and I think I think it comes down to a couple of reasons, one of which being that when you are surrounded by people who give you physical evidence that you are accepted in society or popular within society, you get that instant gratification rather than developing that relationship with God and having God fill you and receiving that gratification through God. Um, and I think that's where sometimes people are just impatient to develop that relationship with God and, and receive that gratification through God and feeling full through God versus, you know, people who, who look into other people to validate them. Um, and it all comes down to, you know, like Jesus told the uh, Samaritan woman, um, those who drink from my water shall never thirst again. You know, those of us who drink of God's water 
or have God fill us, we will, we should never thirst, AKA, you know, want, want attention or have that feeling of being full and happy within ourselves. I don't know about you, but I, I doubt the vast majority of people when they log into Instagram in the morning, uh, they're going to Suscott's uh, Instagram to see, hey, what uh, daily verse do you have today for me? I mean, Some people I, do. I mean, they're I, I don't like think the that. majority. Not, there not are the majority. Not the, no, there no, is not no the way it's the majority. majority. Uh, the vast majority of people, they're not even thinking to find to look for God in social media. In fact, I, I, I have a, a, a feeling that if God actually had a social media post and was on all the Instagrams, he would not have as many likes as the Lakers or Kim Kardashian or whatever. Uh, and, and, and I think part of the problem with, with our generations is this. People just don't care about God. I, I don't th think we've done a very, very good job of explaining to youth just why a relationship with Jesus Christ is a key, if not the most important, uh, you know, focus or relationship they should have. And I think that uh, what we've done is allowed them to kind of uh, fall prey to the current, the social current of, of our culture, where there is no place for God in it. And if you were to sit there and say, you know, Jesus is going to fill you up, and if you drink of the everlasting water, you, you and I and everyone in this table is going to get it, I doubt the vast majority of people will. The vast majority of youth will. So I think part of the problem is I, the very basics aren't there. In fact, if the basics were there, if people really understood these things, then the grasp or the throttling that social media is doing to a lot of these folks, it, it, just, it just wouldn't be the case because it just wouldn't have the power over them. So I guess for me is, uh, you know, I understand the problem. I agree. That's the problem. But and I understand the solution. Yeah, I agree. That's the solution. But how do we get them there? How do we get people to realize what really matters in this life? I actually have to disagree. I don't think that is the, the problem or the solution. Um, because even those of us that understand that and know in our heads that we have to get filled with the living, living water, we still don't do that. And even if we wake up in the morning and you open up your phone to look at, oh, the SUS cops or the verse of the day or whatever it is, the next thing you do is not going to be that. It's going to be something else that fills you back into the world, that we're constantly bombarded with the world and we're constantly bombarded with other messages and we're distracted so often that even if you may have an intention to be pure or to live a life that's focused on God, that's not where you're going to end up. What do the rest of you guys think? Well, you have a point, but I mean, to a certain extent, because social media and like that, that could be someone's outlet of like, you know, their time off like, mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's just maybe not first thing when you wake up in the morning that could be unhealthy what i think is that um let's see so during the let's say the for example the pandemic i feel like that made the biggest impact for us because we all of us were online mm -hmm. and we had nothing else to do but to check on the news or right whatever everyone's up to because there's no social social interaction and to do things in person or you have to like stand six feet apart, but that's not the point. I'm just saying that it was more accessible to be more, you know, accepted, whether you have any ideas or whatnot, because everyone was on it and active. Because beforehand, everyone was working and not really no paying time. much attention. Yeah, they didn't have time. So now they have time to put all their attention into that. So I feel like that made an impact on how we view things based on religion or anything in general. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree with you. Technology has also become very 
profitable and and that's one of the reasons like why people are so addicted to it and I think another reason is um Theo you were saying like people don't care about God I think it's more of like it's not a tangible relationship like if that makes sense not that the numbers on your Instagram are tangible but it's something that you see and that you can be like okay like I'm getting I don't know 100 likes on my picture so this is a good picture versus like another picture I got like 30 likes okay like I'm gonna take this down I feel like that's more concrete like you can see that versus not everyone is willing to sit there and like develop like Justine was saying develop that relationship with God and kind of work out something that they can't really see but they just have to believe in trust i don't i don't know if i'm getting my point across but i think you're hitting the nail on the head that the issue is that frequently the way that we act belies what our actual beliefs are that we say we believe in um the heavenly host and we believe in god and we believe that there's a spiritual realm and we believe that he that the angels are praying for praying for us and that we have angels supporting us and we we say that all these things but then the way that we act acts as if the only things that are real are the things that we can touch the things that we can see the number of likes that we can see the um the interactions and the engagement that people have with our social media posts or with our like in-person stuff and that those around us that they like us is easier to feel than to know that God loves us. So mm-hmm. here's one of the hardest things that anyone can do with themselves or for themselves is to be honest. And, and this is why uh, our Lord says, I am the way, the truth and the light. The truth is very important. And what the media does in general is it sells deception and it's very good at selling deception. It wants to tell you that this is beauty and you are not. It wants to tell you that this is success, the car, the bag, the clothes, and what you're doing here is not trying to go about your business, trying to live your way according to God's word. That's not going to get you success. That's not going to get you money. It tries to tell you that uh, popularity and self-worth are tied together. And God's way is very simple. Popularity doesn't matter. You know, whether you're doing right or you're doing wrong is determined by whether or not you live your life according to God's principles and God's will. That's right and wrong. Popularity has nothing to do with it. In fact, the Bible says the opposite. It says they're going to hate you. They're going to persecute you. There are time will come when right will be wrong and wrong will be right. And they will look at you and say, you're mad because you don't do what we do. When in reality, what you're what they're doing is completely craziness. It's insanity. And what you're doing is correct. See, one of the most interesting things about media in general is it's built on deception. And what I find absolutely incredible is how quickly we are willing to buy these lies and make them our truths. But there's a problem here in the lexicon in the word itself, our truth, you do you girl, right? This whole mentality, right? The red pill community amongst men and the female equivalent of it, all of these very powerful social uh, constructs are all in They might be against each other, but they, they have one thing in common. They are against God. And the reason why they are against God is because in order for them to have authority over us, they need to redefine and reevaluate all of the things that God has already defined and evaluated for us. And if they don't get you to believe in this very basic level of deception, this fake news, if you will, then they have no power over you, which means that your only alternative is to follow the way of God. And so they are very, very, very good, very adept at putting you to sleep. 
and making you believe that what they're selling you is truth and the alternative is a lie. And the number one thing, they're very good at selling you. The number one thing that they have to sell you first before they can sell you anything else is that you are a good person and you can be a good Christian if you want, but you don't have to follow his way. And this is why I say people don't care about God. Because in their heart, they may think that they're Christians. Their actual actions might be going to church, might be reading the Bible, might be doing anything they're supposed to be doing, but they're lying to themselves. Because if God was really in their heart, if God was part of their lives, if they really believed that God was the way, the truth, and the light, their actions would bleed into their belief system. And it doesn't. What's the big deal if I look at this half-naked girl on Instagram? You know, she doesn't have an OnlyFans account. I could still subscribe. I could still like this photo. I'm not doing anything wrong. What's the big deal if I follow this influencer? I mean, so what? They have these weird things. They're pretty funny. They're entertaining. No big deal. I mean, I just want a few minutes of my time just laughing. So what if this person is against Christianity or says these weird things? What's the big deal if I were to you know, be part of this community, whether it's gaming or whatever, and it just sucks all this time out of my life, right? I need to have an outlet you know, this is productive. I can make money off of this. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? It's almost as if we've decided that we can define right from wrong and we don't need him. And so if we really let God in our hearts, if, if God really was inside of us and we were one with God, if we really cared about who Christ Jesus was and what his, his authority was, all of these things would melt away because you cannot, in the face of truth, in the face of the light, you cannot speak or believe in deception. You cannot do things in the dark. Yes, but who are you opening your ears to? If I feel like so often in this podcast, we ca- we're going back to Genesis. When Eve listened to the serpent when he started talking to her, he had her at when he started asking her questions. And he started asking her and saying to her, um, did God say that you shouldn't eat of any of the tree, the fruits of any of the trees? And he had her at that lie, that first lie, and she started listening and this is what happens to us. And you're saying, yes, this is all these lies and all this deception. Well, where do you think all these lies and all this deception is coming from? Who's the father of, of lies? And it's, it's an elaborate scheme that I think initially was created by some people and thought was, was for good. And things are often, often get subverted. Um, and so are we listening? Do we have our ears and our hearts open to God? Or do we have our ears and hearts open to these lies and like you said do we believe those lies about ourselves that we're not worthy and that we're not beautiful and um and all of these lies about ourselves that lead us to go wanting to get fulfilled in these other sources i think that's where it's important that or it's important where that this is where discernment comes in mature discernment the problem is a lot of the audience that drink and absorb social media and pop culture don't have that discernment. That's where it falls, you know, that's where it goes down. And so how can we reach people and have them develop that discernment, that level of maturity of understanding what the truth is versus a lie before the world gets to them? Does anyone still use the term guilty pleasure? Yeah. <laughs> or not anymore. I think so yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Because it just it almost feels like that was a thing that we would say, and it was like, oh, but it's my guilty pleasure, and you'd still like do it. Excusable. You'd still do it anyway. Yeah. And now it feels like, oh well, yeah, I won't even. I don't even need to label it as anything. It's okay. <laughs> what do you girls think? Because it's really important. The yeah. three of us are are you know, except for Justine, are the older generation. But we'd like to get your opinion because you grew up. You're Gen Z, so you grew up in this. What what, what do you guys think? Yeah, I've. I mean, I've had a phone for, like, most of my life at this point. So, I mean, I've had so much access to, like, social media, and, like, I've seen it, and it's not, like, something that... Now that I've experienced this, like, it's not something that a young kid should have to go through at such a young age, and... Can you elaborate more on that? Okay, well, being having access to something like this and like being so involved in social media at such a young age that can like create that can create problems um like bullying or you know just like body image because you see all these things that like aren't true Mm. um because like they could be edited or you know you don't really know what you're getting yourself into and um it's deception like it truly is so I'm not saying that it's it should be like taken away from kids or you know but maybe like monitored in a sense because yeah but it's a major issue i i was bullied a lot as a kid in school but I, at least i could go home i it, it would stop at some point mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah you're still yeah. bullied as an adult michael <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i can still go home and i'll stop at some point. Yeah, exactly. that's actually a really a really interesting point that you just said it stops when you go home nowadays i mean it doesn't stop it doesn't I, stop. yeah like i didn't even think of that you know i i'm pretty sure michael's wife doesn't bully him so. <laughs> <laughs> i think you misunderstood no oh. but um but i i agree with you i think it it should be monitored and just to be clear like i'm not anti-social media in fact me like either. social media puts yeah, me right. you know gives okay. me a job but i will say it's 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 incredibly not risky but it's just the information that can get out there, it truly is like once it's out there, it's out there. Like, I don't know if you guys watched um, Clickbait on Netflix. So, I saw it. It's uh, popular. I, are you going to watch it or can I spoil it? Go ahead. Spoil it. Okay. So like spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. But basically, <laughs> basically, like this guy, um, he was um, he got hired at like a new school and he his credentials got stolen. And the person who stole his credentials created all these dating apps for him using his image, using his name. And then um, he like whoever was imitating him basically resulted in someone committing suicide a girl committing suicide because the person imitating him was like oh i don't care about you anymore and the girl whatever um and as a result like the girl who committed suicide her brother went after this person and kidnapped him and then posted it online and he was like at x amount of views like this person i will kill this person to do like as he did to my sister and so it came to a point where, like, A, he wasn't even the person responsible, like, his credentials got stolen, and B, because so many people were curious, everybody started watching, and the views were skyrocketing. So they reached the amount of views that would kill him in minutes. So even though social media can be very beneficial, and, you know, we all go on our phones to, like, look up something real quick, it's just, it can be really dangerous really fast. So I would say, like, try to mitigate it or monitor it as hard as that may be. What do you think, Sophia? 
So what I think is that we honestly, we have access to social media at any minute or any second of our time. So we can control it. Like if you, let's say bullying happens, for example, I know this may sound very broad, but all you got to do is just shut off your computer or phone or just not engage with people and move on with it because it's something that is wasting your time and it shouldn't impact you in a way that you know you should deal with real life problems like with family or you know actual people in person because you know it could be a bot you're arguing with like they don't have a like (laughs) brain (laughs) okay so so let me be devil's advocate here um way easier than said said than done honestly and then the other thing to keep in mind is the vast majority of people i mean the numbers out there are staggering i don't i didn't bring them with me but when i was researching for this the number of people addicted to social media and media in general is ridiculous i mean think about your personal life how many people binge squid game or whatever the latest netflix is that's that's eight hours of your life that you're just giving away and you're not getting back i mean video games amongst young men is also a big big problem they, they sit there for hours slashing and hacking and, and leveling up on assassin's creed you know they start playing at 7 p.m at night and then they look up and the sun's out and it's 6 a.m in the morning that's that's 11 12 hours you're not getting back and what have you done what have you accomplished with that time that god has given you and remember you don't have a lot of time on this earth yeah, you've leveled up to level 12 on Assassin's Creed and you've unlocked a dagger of Mythicles. But w- w- what's the point after that? How do you know this? Uh, <laughs> no, no comment. The point The point is this. like Everything in moderation. Social media is a tool. Video games are a tool. Um, you should be filtering. Yeah, all that. Okay, agreed. But what happens when you're addicted? What happens when you can't uh, stop? What happens when... The drug of choice is so readily available and it costs very little. And the immediate negative effects are not very obvious, mm. right? They're not very obvious. And you're slowly, it's like the frog that gets put in a pot that has, it's just a normal water, normal amount of water, put the frog <laughs> in the pot. Frog, frog's like, hey, I love this. Slowly turn up the heat. And the frog thinks, oh, wait, you know, this feels great. This heat, I love this heat. Before you know it, the frog's dead. I've this never heard that analogy. You haven't? I've heard that. Is there something with I've heard of it. Is there something from our generation? This is a generational guy. I got it. She got it. What? She's an old soul. Yeah, but 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 the point there is like when you are so when you're submerged in it, you don't realize how poisonous it is until it's too late, until you're dead. Right? So what do we do? Just don't do it. Turn it off. Turn it off. It takes it takes some level also of self awareness. You know. How, how, like, you, you know, Theo, you kind of mentioned, like, the quote-unquote addiction portion of it. How does someone recognize that they're hooked on something? Or how do they recognize that they are drawn to something and it really consumes a majority of their day? It's self-awareness, you know? Am I able to identify where my attention is going, what my thoughts and my, like, um, my urge to, to click on my phone and open it and or check social media or watch a show or whatever it may be, how controlling are these things or how much are these things controlling my life, you know? And again, it's a, it's a level of self-awareness. Sometimes it's very easy to just give into these things because it's entertaining. You know, we watch reality TV. It's entertaining. We can judge other people's lives and say, oh, you know, oh my goodness, <laughs> aren't they doing this, this and this? And, you know, we're, we're just behind the screen just watching or reading the news or not reading the watching the news or reading an article or going on social media. It's very easy for us to get drawn into things. But how much self-awareness do we have to recognize that these things start consuming our lives and taking over and we don't, you know, we, we've given into these things, you know? 
It's when you realize that it sucks away your joy and it sucks away your happiness and you realize that, wait, what am I doing? Yeah. There are times there are times where I find myself just arguing with family for no apparent reason and I realize my joy has been sucked out because I just, I spend all this time on this stuff that just doesn't, isn't meaningful. And you know what, what, what could, I think this could help answer some of the questions. What could help with this is filling your time with productive things. Finding a habit, finding um, a routine that gets you out of the funk of staying home, of being on your mm -hmm. phone, of being bored and needing entertainment like Netflix or TV or reading articles or whatnot. Granted, don't, don't get me wrong. It's good to keep up with the news. But when the news starts consuming your life to the point where it's controlling what, what you know, how you're thinking and your attention to it, that's where, again, it comes back to that addiction portion that you were saying, Theo. It starts, yeah, it starts it taking off. over God's, God's, uh, God's place in your life. And, you know, I, I'm not going to get into God's place and, you know, replace these things with God and whatnot. But, you know, start filling your time with other things. Find a new hobby. Take a walk. Go to the gym. You know, inter become more interpersonal with other humans. You know, yes. take, tell someone to go out for coffee. Grab dessert. You know, let's get a, go to a French bakery. I don't know. <laughs> you know, do something. You know, mm -hmm. become more active. I think nowadays our generation or our times now have become so lazy because we can get our entertainment from sitting in our on our couch or in our bed we don't have to go anywhere we don't have to go down the block and meet up with our friends to have fun you know we don't have to um call them up on a landline and be like hey are you available to go ride your bike or go to the park or whatever you know um so unfortunately our entertainment is right right in front of us so get out you know do something stop being lazy you know? and stop being surrounded by all this man-made stuff that's yeah, part of our issue too. i want to add on to that to what Justine said so this might sound kind of sad but the more time we dedicate our time to like social media and just distracting ourselves there could be a family member that's let's say they're already dead or passed away and we didn't realize that because yeah. we're so emotionally attached to something else and then once we hear the news all of our shock all of a sudden we just like break down and we just don't I realize what's happening time. yep yeah. So way to way to bring the party down. Yeah, sorry. Like, That's what, me. What's wrong with you? I mean, uh, it's opposite day. <laughs> but you know what? That that, that is that is on, uh, honestly uh, one of the most powerful things that I think you, that was said is this, is this table is what you just said. We are distracting ourselves. What are we distracting ourselves from? Why, why are we so afraid? God, wasn't there a yeah. book distracting ourselves to death? I'm sure there is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good title. <laughs> if it's if there isn't a book, if there isn't a book, it's, it is what most people are it. doing. Yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I was gonna say spending like quality time with other humans, like your family, like yeah. the things that are important that matter. Like mm. Earth is a ticking time bomb. Ex yeah. I saw I saw this picture comparing. I think it was like some form of public transportation back in the 50s compared to nowadays and it was like back in the 50s people were reading a book or interacting or talking with each other and you know in in current like the 2020s or modern day world everyone's on their phones everyone is glued yeah. on their phones no yeah. no one knows how our to talk to people anymore our society i was just gonna say our society is so awkward nowadays like yeah it, it sometimes it's like why are you talking to me you know yeah. and it's like i just said good morning like, and, and it's it's so sad to see that we've become so drawn into feeding ourselves with this external form of entertainment that we can't become entertaining humans you know we can't be social talk to people say jokes you know be fun 
I mean, if you're going to go back to the origin of all of this, right? Most people think that, you know, people are, this is just the culture. It's the herd mentality. There's no, there's no grand engineer behind it. It's wrong. There is a grand engineer. And it's the same, it's been the same engineer that's been working on man's demise since day one, right? It's the devil since, since the uh, Adam and Eve days, right? Isolationism is key to his strategy. He must be able to isolate us in order for us to be easy, pickings right it's it's when that you know the the parable in the bible of the sheep that goes astray what would have happened if the shepherd did not go and pursue and look for that sheep and leave the 500 eventually a wolf would have found that sheep and devoured it right isolationism is a very difficult task to achieve because god made us in his image we are social just like god looks for connections with us right he's always searching for that ability to connect with us right it's the same thing with us we're always searching for that ability to connect with others well then how do you isolate them and so the devil thought really hard and he said no very easy i'll virtualize it i'll virtualize it i'll make them think i'll give them the external effects of connecting with folks but the actual connect, right? The deception, the actual engagement with someone, I'm going to poison it, right? And I'm going to uh, take the beautiful thing that God connected, which is social inter interactions and relationships with folks, and I'm going to reduce it to some very basic likes and dislikes and comments. And if I can do that, right, then I can pick them off one by one. Well, I mean, look at the pandemic as the prime example of this. We This wasn't even, you can't even say that the devil made this. Let's just say the government mandated that everybody stay home and look at the, the depression and anxiety and, and mental health rates, how, how much it declined. You know, people's mental health got so bad mm -hmm. because like you were saying, Theo, we were designed to be interactive humans who talk to each other, socialize with each other, you know, interact with each other. And during the pandemic, we were all forced to stay home, not interact with one another and look at what it did. You know, we don't even have to say that the devil virtualized everything. We can we can see it, our, you know, just from the pandemic in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, oh. the devil is Chinese, uh, Wuhan. Um, <laughs> it started. Uh, well, yeah. We're probably like going to cut, cut that part. Cut yeah. that so part the out. editors <laughs> cut that part out. Um, but what's the devil confirmed? Yeah, apparently. Um, the, the other thing is desensitization. <laughs> well, what did I miss? I can't see anything with this mask. I have no peripheral vision. He said COVID's the devil confirmed. Oh, oh I was go. thinking Mephisto confirmed. I thought, I thought you were saying the Chinese people. <laughs> no, okay. no. Never mind. Never mind. All right, delete this. This whole thing. Um, uh, the, the the other the other thing is desensitization, right? If I expose them to some outrageous sin, but I don't do it right out right out the bat, right? Just little by little, by little by little by little, eventually, just like the frog, they won't realize that this is sin. In fact, maybe it'll be part of their their culture, part of their belief system, and that's what he's done in the media. I mean, uh, what ten years in, in our time, you know, people that were gay hid in the in the closet. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a negative thing to be gay, right? And look how quickly that changed. And the way that the devil did it is the media. Like the teaching systems, this, the Hollywood, all of that all of a sudden got uh, infiltrated, if you will, by uh, people that were, you know, believed in homosexuality or practiced homosexuality. Well, there were shows where there were funny gay people yeah. and you could relate to it. Yeah. I mean, Superman came out yesterday. Grace. Yeah, he was gay. Superman, or oh, he came yeah. out as bi. Yeah, something or other. Like, it doesn't yeah. make a difference. <laughs> Either way. And, and, and a whole generation of kids now have grown up thinking that this is okay. And it's the same thing with materialism. In our day, materialism, I mean, people that were very materialistic... They were the butt of every joke, you know, in high school. Like, oh, what's, what's wrong with you? Like, this is what you think success is? It was still there, and it was getting worse. But even if you go back further, materialism was not something that people flaunted around. And people that did that actually said, hey, this guy's a show-off, right? Now, showing off is the thing. This is what you should be doing. Like, if you 
paid $100 for a half sleeve t-shirt that says Supreme, you should be wearing that t-shirt everywhere you go, right? If you if you got, uh, you know, limited edition Yeezys, you should be wearing those Yeezys everywhere you go because that's what gives you status. That's what gives you women. That's what gives you power. So this idea of desensitization, desensitization is the other tool that he's used against us. I think the last thing, if you want to break down the enemy's uh, ability, is redefining morality. This one's probably the most dangerous. They're all dangerous, but that one's probably the most dangerous. Redefining what is okay and what is not, what is acceptable and what isn't, in a way that's systemic, in a way that now, if you were to stand up and say, guys, I don't think this is right. I don't think what we're doing is right. I don't. Well, that's your truth. That's not my truth. Exactly. Like, yo, 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 listen, listen, listen. You do you, I do me, right? As long as we're not hurting each other, right? We good, right? And if you're trying to tell me what to do, who are you? You're nobody. They're not really saying that to you. They're saying that to God. They're saying, listen, I don't need you. You are annoying. You're trying to make me do all these things. I'm going to live my life. It's the same we talked about the last time. It's the same sin, you know, since Adam and Eve, since Lucifer. It's, it's, it's all the same sin. When you are up against an enemy like that, it is very, very difficult to change. Very difficult to change. But the answer is actually hidden in the message of Jesus Christ. But nobody really wants to pay attention to it. And that's, that's what's negative. That's, that's what's destructive. Because the message of Jesus Christ is, you are made in my image. You are special. You are beautiful. You are perfect. And as long as you stay in your, do your father's business, right? As long as you're with me, as long as you're following, you don't need any of this stuff, right? You don't need any of it. And we don't get that. Because we don't believe in it, going back to, you know, when we're young and we're not, we hear the stuff in Sunday school, but it doesn't register. It doesn't, it doesn't get processed, right? It doesn't become ingrained in who we are. It's always something external to us. How many people actually understand what it means to be a child of God, what it means to be a son of God? How many people actually incorporate that into their identity? And say, as a son of God, my, my father being the king, I can't participate in this. I can't possibly do it, right? No, we become herds. We become part of the herd. The herd is all going this way. So you know what? Let's be, let's be sheep and just all go this way, right? But our Lord has said what? Be wise as servants and innocent as doves. You know, wise as serpents and innocent as doves. A serpent is a natural predator. A serpent wants to be left alone to do its own business. But if someone comes at it, it's going to attack. It's the same thing. If someone comes at you and is trying to change your belief system, is trying to change who you are, you resist. You don't just go with the herd. And if they say, oh, look at this person. It's a snake. Ew, disgusting. Like, get away from us. That, does, that should have no effect on who you are and what you are, right? But at the same time, be innocent as doves. And that's and the last thing I want to say on this. That's probably one of the saddest things that's happened in the 21st century, the death of innocence. I mean, we have, we have very young kids who are no longer being innocent who are, have boyfriends or girlfriends, who are talking about sex, who are participating in some really awful behavior, right? The death of innocence. It's, the innocence no longer lives in today's society. I think also it comes down to living with a purpose. You know, what, what have we put on this? What have we been put on this earth for? And how are we living up to what our purpose is? Are we wasting our time comparing ourselves to others, allowing society to fill our hearts and our minds with with garbage that, you know, we, you know, that they're telling us to live by, or are we actually trying to live a purposeful life? One with meaning, one with, um, with love and, 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 you know, sharing and serving with one another, you know, it, again, it's easier said than done, but I feel like when somebody finds something that they're passionate about and they, they are able to discover their purpose, there's no stopping them. 
you know, people who, who find their passions, who find their purpose, they are, they, they find what they want. They find what their strengths are and they go for it. There's no stopping them. Um, and, and I think that that's something powerful that, you know, if, if, if only every single person could discover that within themselves, you know, this, this world would be a much better place. Uh, I believe that once you truly find yourself, you'll be able to apply God within your life. Like if it's something you can get creative with your, but whatever your broadcast or whatever you do, you can apply God into your life and make it into a positive thing and just keep going. It's a journey. So there's going to be obviously ups and downs. You can overcome it with time and applying your, you know, the fruits of life into your productivity and everyday tasks. So. Yeah. That I don't think you can find yourself unless you're looking through God's eyes. Period. That, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, um, and my journey, my personal journey, uh, I think a lot, a lot of what you just said, Sophia, actually clicks. Um, at some point, you have to wake up. At some point, you have to realize that if I continue to uh, abide by this belief system that the world is trying to get me to subscribe and like and and you know Patreon. Uh, to then all I'm going to do is exhaust myself mentally physically emotionally psychologically because it's a rat race it, it's a rat race there's always going to be someone doing better there's always going to be someone looking better there's always going to be someone funnier blah 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 and if I subscribe to this you know this capitalistic uh, social market uh, then the, I will never be good enough uh, I will never be at peace I will never be happy enough until until you wake up and realize that all of this is deception, is lies, and uh, simply by existing and subscribing to it, uh, you are actually pushing this agenda forward. Whether you agree with it or not, you're pushing this agenda forward so it affects others, and you're giving it a platform, and you're giving it space in your life. Until you realize that this is not a life you want to live, you really have no hope. No hope. It isn't until you realize this is all garbage and you cut it out completely. Wow, the devil's working overtime. Mm-hmm. It isn't until that you're working uh, very, 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 very closely with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and you kind of get tunnel vision on him. And you say that, you know what? Who is Jesus? I've, I've, I've been in the Sunday school system for, for 16 years, and I still don't know who Jesus Christ is. Until you focus on him and you read his word and you make him part of your identity and you accept your true identity which god has given you not the one that the world is trying to force on you where everyone's the same if you accept his identity then you have no inheritance with him and when you do that you realize something i am a prince i'm trying to be a g over here but in reality i'm a prince up there right i am a princess right and that's not to be lauded around everyone but more importantly it's it's what god gives you inside your heart which is confidence you know do you know who the most confident people are that i've met in my life the people that grasp hold to God and are very strong in their identity and are very strong in their service and their prayer life, you can't sway these people. Like you can put a gun to their head and say, I'm going to shoot you right now and be like, Habibi, I love you. I forgive you. And uh, whatever happens, just don't let this ruin your life. Just you, do better. Martyrs. Exactly. Right. Is there a better definition of confidence than people that say like, do whatever you want to me, but I will never leave him. And by the way, I'm not angry. I'm good. I just hope that after this, that you'll find the peace that I have too imagine where 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 in today's society does do you see that it doesn't exist without god right right how do you get to that point i feel I, like I, I think you're gonna disagree with me i'm against social media <laughs> everyone here is about social media they're like oh there's a little bit of it in your life i get it i respect it personally kill it 
Kill it. If you are strong enough, remove it. Remove that devil from your life. Right? <laughs> Kill. De defeat the demon. You know what I, mean? I don't That's disagree with you. I feel like I'm just not st strong enough to do it. But I, disagree. I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I find like if you if you can if you can develop the self control to not let it control your life, then you know, go for it. But it's so easy to push the self-control aside and get drawn into it that's the problem so you know like you're saying theo it's if, if you want to kill it and cut it out you know that that that's the most effective way otherwise you know put a put a time limit on the app you know you can put a time limit and go camping it's funny because yeah. you're reminding me of camping with your family <laughs> yeah definitely. what what era are you from you're talking about landlines you're talking about camping like oh, are you, you, you she's the one that said camping not camping. me <laughs> Okay. Okay. Not do the that. changing up your vision right. there. Going go. back, productivity. Uh, going back a few generations, I was just watching recently a, an old Twilight Zone episode, which oh so reminded me of this. Cringe, <laughs> cringe. We were forced to watch that in seventh grade. I couldn't. And this guy, his wife took him on a vacation to Las Vegas, and he was like, "Why are you taking me here? This is all sinful. This is all bad. All these people are wasting their money." And he, someone forces him to put a coin in a slot machine and that was the end of it he was like this is immoral i'll never do it and then he he he, he just pulls it once and he he gets hooked mm. and he's just <laughs> like no 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 i just have to put in another coin because it took uh, because this is bad and i'm just uh, this is how i'm getting it back and mm. and he just was to the point where he it. literally got went crazy over mm. the slot machine and the slot machine led to his death that's <laughs> another thing like it can become an addiction and then yeah. that's like a whole yeah, other win. topic yep squid game squid games <laughs> yeah i mean uh, i think that uh <laughs> what do you like because i have no idea what squid game is. Yeah, yeah well it's a lot i'll tell you nothing happens you. <laughs> actually you don't want you don't want to know but yeah, but anyway no. um i think uh love is probably the one thing that's missing from all of our lives um be, and and it's the one thing that you cannot live without and there are all these uh, uh Aberrations, is that the right word? SAT? Yes. SAT? Yes. All these aberrations, right? The, the, these, these corruptions of, hey, this is self-love. Love yourself, girl. Okay, can, can, I, can I ask you something? If a woman is, this is people are going to hate me after this, but you don't know who I am, so it's good. So, uh, so, so but people, people, you know, people tell these women that are way overweight, that are not living healthy, that are just living, sleeping with whoever they want, uh, and, and they're on the, the social media, and then uh, people are telling them, you do you, girl. Mm. Girl power. Yeah, this is the way you should. You have no idea what you're telling this person. You're telling them that diabetes and obesity is okay. You're telling them that uh, unprotected sex and sleeping with whoever you want is perfectly okay. You're telling them that you can define yourself by how what others think of you. You're telling them that at the end of the day, all this deception and all this hurt in your, in your life, you can drink it away or do drugs or whatever. Just do you, girl. This is the advice we're giving them. And it's the same thing with guys. We're telling guys that what makes you a man is, another, is, is your body count. Right, the higher it is, the better. Uh, in order for you to be a successful man, you need to lie, cheat, and steal because everyone else is doing it. Uh, we're telling them that you know, if you don't look a certain way, if you don't have certain muscles, uh, then you are a garbage. You are a beta male, as, as the red pill community likes to call it. Right? Th this is this is what we're telling people to do. This is what society tells people to do, and it uses media as its as its mouthpiece. Right? Versus God. God says, at the end of the day. The only thing that matters is that you love me, you do my will, and you help others. And you love others the same way. In fact, love your enemy. Can you go and serve your enemy? Can you do that? And if you do that, that's it. You're good. 
If you walk that path, if you try to do good in your life, you don't have to worry about the food. You don't have to worry about the clothes, the car, who you're going to end up with, your job. I've got you. I will do all of these things for you. And it really is true. Those people in your life that are really walking with God, ask them, do you worry about tomorrow? I'll try not to. That's what they're going to say. Do you really care about, you know, this or that or how much money you have in your back? I try not to. No one's going to tell you, no, I don't, because that's not true. But they're going to tell you, I try not to, because I know God's got me. And you know what? Their life is probably way more healthy, way more complete than any of these people that have all of the things that society has told you. I mean, has anyone seen Post Malone lately? The guy looks like he's dying. I mean, honestly, he's got all the girls, he's got all the money, he's got all the bags, but his, his lyrics and what he's talking about and in his interviews, he looks miserable. How many of these rappers and artists have killed themselves? Kate Spade, Little Xan, all these people, right? Uh, all the, all, because they get to the top, they believe in this gospel, this false gospel, and they get it all, and they're like, where's my happiness? There's where's no my peace? Yeah, and they end up, you know, God forbid, right? So, so what does that tell you about walking this path versus walking this path? I just wish that people really understood what self-love is because self-love is not selfishness. Self-love is realizing that you are completely incomplete without the love of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. and accept Amen. It. Amen. Amen. I love that. Yeah. What do you guys think? We're going to yeah, get canceled totally after that, but I, oh, I yeah. agree. <laughs> I mean, half the studio is falling apart because uh, the devil disagrees. Everything we're saying. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's kind of uh, move on uh, to the final topic here uh, about, um, you know, people that uh, are, you know, that are incomplete. We've already talked about people that are incomplete, people that feel that they're missing something inside of them. Maybe they're listening right now. Maybe they've actually tried to pursue this doctrine and it's not fulfilling. Uh, maybe, you know, they're just really sad. They're really depressed. Maybe they're self-harming. Maybe they've considered things that they wouldn't otherwise do it. Maybe they're at a point where, I think you said it, they get to a point where they're beginning to self-realize that, hey, this is not working out for me. What advice do we have for them? Uh, I would find a support group or just people that have the same type of problems or just anything in general to just talk about it and, you know, express yourself in a way that you can find understanding so you don't feel lost. Hmm. I feel like it would be hard to find a support group against social media, though. I, I think it's a really good you could join us anytime <laughs> <laughs> I, I i think i think it's a really good idea because you know if you're if you're going you can hold each other accountable but you know i i'm trying to think like if i were to say that to my friends would anybody actually be on board or would it kind of you, you know what i mean yeah, like you can just do something that it's not gonna take it away forever but like in a way where you're not it's like indirect but in a way you're trying to prove a point to them that you know you don't really need social media to do interactions you can just do let's say camping somewhere that has no signal she's sold <laughs> on the camp yeah i just love camping it's so fun you should try it out but it's it's something fun to do and you get to open yourself into nature and just appreciate what god made in front of you and you're not taking the time to pay attention to what possibilities you can find within nature or anything besides nature it could be something else it doesn't Absolutely. have to be yeah. nature or do a social media fast. Yeah. Just, mm -hmm. I know a few people who for Lent just turn it all off. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they either deactivate their accounts or just take the thing off the, uh, off of their phone. And one thing that could be helpful is, okay, let's say you decide, okay, I, I can't completely come off of social media. Well, you can delete it from your phone and then you'd have to access it from your computer. And then that limits the amount of time that you're spending on it. Mm -hmm. That you're not, you haven't completely cut it off. But it's now you can manage it. 
it's not sitting staring you in the face constantly right less yep. accessible yeah allow yourself to like reset you know take time off detox Detox, yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there's quite a lot of few things that, that, that you can do. Um, it, I think I, I like a lot of what was said, uh, especially like if you're addicted to social media, then okay, that's fine. How about then you switch the people you're subscribed to, the people that you're listening to, the podcasts that you're listening to, and subscribe to Sinners Anonymous or uh, all of these other <laughs> Orthodoxy or Christian uh, or, you know, Emma Yusuf has a, Bishop Yusuf has a great channel. I mean, <laughs> whatever, whatever you got to do, right? If, if you're addicted to social media, then replace it with at least some Christian stuff, with some things that are going to fulfill you and bring you close to God. Because eventually, just listening. I mean, um, there's a story about the the uh, who was frog. It? <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- there was a young man in college in Egypt, and he said uh, 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 he went to his father confession. He said Abuna, and I was I think it was Abuna Mechil Kabir, and he told him, uh, you, you know, I want to live a good life, but I can't. Like all this, you know, my roommates are playing Omar Kalsum, and, and they're always going out to Ahwa and all these things. That like, you know, how do I? I I, my, I desire God, but I don't know how to do it. So so. Buna Mikhail Kabir goes to him, uh, do you have a tape player? He goes, yeah. He goes, go to your dorm, and when you're just in your room by yourself or when you're listening, just play the Odess or play you know, whatever you can find, maybe some sermon or whatever. Just leave it in the back. Even if you're not paying attention, even if you're not concentrating, concentrating, just leave it in the back, just playing like that, even when you're sleeping. Just keep it going. And don't even pay any attention to it. Just go about your business. And and the the boy said, well, I don't understand, but fine. Okay, so he went and he did it. And over time, because one, he was open to it. His, he had opened his soul up to God. But he wasn't actually doing anything actively other than putting this stuff in the background. He felt a change in his life. He felt more peace. He was sl- slow to wrath. He was absorbing parts of the Bible. People would come to him and ask him, and he would give them advice. And he's like, where did that come from? I don't even remember, right? The Holy Spirit essentially descended upon him because he wasn't on social media surfing Instagram models or doing all the, back then they didn't have that stuff. But the, the, the point is this, even when you change the ambiance around you, right, you allow the Spirit to come down because m- mark my words, they're not even my words, but believe me when I tell you, if you can see with the spiritual eye in this room, as we speak, there are angels and there are devils. Right? As, as many saints have told us, and they're constantly in a battle to find us and uh, to fight for us and to win our souls. And every time, you know, you're, you're on Instagram doing something you shouldn't be doing or on the Internet doing something you shouldn't be doing. Uh, and every time you're actually reading your Bible or praying or doing something, one side is winning and one side is yep. losing. And you decide who wins and who loses. It, it, it's funny that you say this because I've been so convicted about this lately. And the one thing that keeps ringing in my head is what is our oath that we take in baptism? We all we we were all so young that like we were babies. We didn't know, but if you have attended a baptism recently, you'll see what we you what you do is I renounce you, Satan, and all of your evil powers and all of your wickedness and all of your wicked deeds. And then you turn to the other side to the east and you say, I accept you, Christ. And and that's I believe, I believe. And so you, we have to decide which side. There's a battle going on, and we have to decide which side are we on. And sometimes we're traitors to the one side or the other. And when we participate in stuff that is good and is beneficial and holy and pure and lift uplifting to others, then we are participating with the angels. But when we're participating in stuff that is immoral and taints our souls and taints other people's souls and brings them down, then we're participating with the demons. And so often I find myself asking myself, which side, it, this thing that you're about to do, which side is it? 
what which side are you fighting on are you fighting on the winning side because we know in the end the victory's already been won christ has won christ and the angels have won but which side are you fighting on vanity and well well said my for the lord god the omnipotent reigneth <laughs> they don't they have no idea what you and i are talking about go, go ahead I was just, I just said vanity and grasping of the wind. You know, there mm. there's a verse that talks about how Saint um, Paul. Yeah, yeah. How how toiling all day can get you, you know, you're you're always doing this, you're always doing that, but the sun will rise and set on the rise from the east, set on the west. But, you know, when when we focus on just living and or sorry, surviving and not living, we lose we lose our purpose, you know, and it's all vanity and grasping of the wind. You know, you're trying to grasp the wind, but you you don't grab anything, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and don't fall for the deception, okay? Don't fall for the deception. Hey, why do you like that rap song? I just like that beat. Do you understand what's being said in that rap song? Mm-hmm. Have you looked at the lyrics? I saw something crazy the other day. My wife and I had a, an argument over uh, should we take the kids to Disney or not, and she's anti Disney. She's like, oh, there's so many negative like demonic things at Disney. I'm like, are you you're crazy? It's Disney. And she goes, oh, yeah, go do the research. So I went, I did the research. <laughs> have you ever looked at the lyrics to A Whole New World? Yep. I haven't. Okay. Oh, yeah, apparently it's oh, like a, yeah. Yeah. kind of like rings around the rosy, oh. like some dark history thing. Yeah. And, and and you can excuse those people because they lived in dark times, like the plague. Okay, so they, they had dark humor. But these Disney folks, no, A Whole New World, when you when you read the lyrics, there's a, it's, it's a Protestant, video, I'll send it to you guys. It's a Protestant video of this guy who breaks down. He was in the Hollywood industry, and he knows all about how that industry works. And he breaks down the lyrics to A Whole New World. And what the whole new world, world is basically telling children is no one to tell us what to do. We can do whatever we want to do. Come and join me. I, and he breaks it down and he brings uh, Eden and the script that the devil told them. And he lines it up line by line. Stop. It is crazy. I couldn't believe it. I was like, no, no, this is just a coincidence. So I go on and I read, read other stuff, doing other research, right? And what you find, like even in, in uh, The Lion King, uh, they're drawing he, human the body parts. In the mist, in the in the stars and whatnot, I'm like, there's no yeah, way this yeah. is true. I saw that. And then and then they, they yeah right, they, they show you exactly how it was done with the animations, but it's so the frame rate is so quick, you don't catch it unless you freeze frame. And I'm like, that th- this is not this can't be true. The point the point is this: if it's not from God, the devil has infected it, because the only thing that the devil cannot touch is that which comes from God, such as the sacraments, right? Uh, if it's not from God, it, it, it's, it's got evil present in it. And one of the most uh, crazy things is, I, I went down a, a YouTube rabbit hole after that conversation, <laughs> and it was like 3 a.m. in the morning, and I'm watching these, these uh, rappers, these former rappers. These are tough men. These are like men from the streets, right? And, and they're talking about, you know, why have you never gone mainstream? They're on this podcast, so like, Dog, if you if you don't know the answer to that, then you have no idea how the, how this set up. And and the, the the interviewer is like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "For you to join them to get to that level, they ask some things from you." And the guy's like, "What do you mean?" And they look at each other like this guy just doesn't know it. He doesn't know what they're talking about. And he starts talking about how in order to get to a certain level, they sodomize you. They bring you into a room and they and they sodomize you. We need to put an age restriction on this on this episode. But but they actually sodomize you and they record it and they use it against you. And then this guy couldn't believe it. He's like, "This is not true." He goes, "Oh yeah." 
And he proceeds to share stories of things that he saw, parties that he's gone to where they, it's almost like uh, the Faustian deal, you know, in, in, in Faust, th there's an ancient story between a man that wanted power. And so he made a deal with the devil and he pricked his hand and, and did it with blood in order to get that level. Well, it's the same thing in Hollywood. So I'm like, there's, there's no way this is true. These guys are making it up. So then I type in this, the search bar on YouTube and then you go to Reddit. And story after story after story of the same thing. If you're a woman, you have to give yourself. If you're a man, you have to give yourself. They record it. They have this against you. And then they let you become one of these stars. When, and then you start thinking that there's this one interview where this, and these people are not, are not connected. They're not connected at all. Rappers, artists, they, they don't even seem like they talk to each other in the same community. And they all have the same story of how you have to give part of yourself in order to achieve this fame and this greatness, right? And and so uh, one person is talking about how, um, why do you think all these people are trying to kill themselves? What, if you listen to their lyrics and some of the lyrics of their songs, they're talking about this abuse and it just goes right over our head. And the perfect example of this is, is, is Little Nas X. Okay, so the story of Little Nas X is this. And then parents, if you hear this and your kid is listening or likes Little Nas X, you need to be aware of this. So, so his first big hit was what? Country Road, right? Mm -hmm. All Town Road. There's no cursing. It's a really good beat. I mean, it was it was brought up in all these social medias that this is good for kids. This is just about a guy on his horse and he's just having a good time and everything's great, right? And so all these parents were like, this is great. And then they're playing at kids' birthday parties and All Town Road, Old Town Road. Like, this is the big thing. And when you listen to it, there's nothing wrong with it, right? And there is no subversive text as far as, as, far as one can tell, right? So all these kids, right, become Little Nas X is cool. We like him. He's a young guy. He's good. You know, he doesn't curse. First rapper that doesn't curse in his, in his songs. So he builds up this following among all these little kids. And then what? Then we start getting some crazy stuff, some lyrics, some music videos that are just very corrupt until finally he's, he's pole dancing on Satan himself and he's cursing and he's saying all these horrible, horrible things. But by then it's too late. You let your kids subscribe to this guy. You let your kids become fans because you thought he was PG. But what happened is he released a shoe to, of the devil or something like that. Like he took a Nike shoe and said for Satan. And then he's literally in his music video, he's pole dancing half naked on Satan, on someone that's playing the actor of Satan. And you've exposed your kids to that. So don't try to tell me that this whole thing, there's no design, there's no evil behind it. It's just people who are doing themselves. No, Habibi, no, Habibi, there, there is a design. And you are being blind if you think that just while you're driving, you put on some music and some rap music. It has no effect on your soul, has no effect on your spirit, has no effect on the spiritual war that is happening with you. You are being corrupted whether you realize it or not. You're just choosing to be asleep. You're just choosing to be selfish. So something to add on to that, um, this is related to... A course that I took in college, which is related to gangs. So there's some gangs that these are former people. Like there was an article that I read about former gangs talking about how they have to do certain things to be accepted and to be in the ranks of you know being a gangster, for example. So they would you know have it on record where they either had to um, let's say for the female side they had to expose themselves to the male for them to at least be one of the, the dogs, let's say. Um, and they would feel like exploited in a way where they did something and then there's a chance that they didn't get something in return. So it was like a, oh, do we like her? And it's like a group vote. And then for the males, they either had to get like a hard beat down for them to be accepted as a male and that you can withstand like s some other former uh, gang member would attack. They'd be able to do all that stuff. So it's something we can take our soul away from in return of something that might not be granted, but we know that God, if you 
go through his way and accept him. He'll give you anything that you, you know, that you've been wanting for your whole life or needed. So I can tell you firsthand the, the damaging effects of uh, gang initiations. I've seen teenage boys come in completely beat up and they will never tell you that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. But we knew that's that that was definitely what was going on. They'll make up some story. I'll never tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing's free in this world. Nothing is free in this world except salvation and love from Jesus Christ. That is the only thing that is truly free. Everything else has a price. And acceptance. Mm-hmm. What was that? And acceptance. Mm-hmm. I was just adding to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're a leader. Exactly. Right? Uh, all right. We are past an hour, so it is closing time, everybody. Closing time. We're going to go around the room. You're going to talk about what you took away. What's the message that you want to leave? You know, when you think fondly upon uh, the time that you had here, what's what's the single most important thing in the summary, the 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 footnote, the, the cliff notes that you would share with others? And we'll start off with Justine. Um, I think, you know, find value in this world and don't let the world give you the value of, of life. Um, I think it's important that you understand um, you know, what your purpose in life is, how important it is for you to enjoy this process while you're here on life without having the world corrupt your mind and, you know, all aimlessly go for something or search for something or try to become, become something um, of this world that won't give you the, the happiness that God will. Raphael. I'm going to say, like, take time for yourself, help yourself, like, go through this journey of self-identity and self-worth. And it doesn't like you don't have to do this through social media like like we've said so many things today like going camping or just as simple as changing the ambiance around you listen to the word of god instead of like these rap songs that have no meaning mikey so basically what we've all been saying just think stop smell the roses see what we're, we're going don't continue to Live like a zombie, dead on the inside. Like just keep wanting more, 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 and you don't even know what it is that you want. And we stop, and you focus, and you focus on whatever is pure, whatever is holy, whatever is noble. And when you think about these things, and when you get out of all of the um, man-made structures that we've put ourselves in, and just go out in nature, just go out, uh, go out on the beach, go walk and see the beauty that God has created. And I'll remind you that God who created all this beautiful stuff also created you. And that is where the joy really happens. Karen. Um, I think I learned today that social media can be, um, I guess a deeper, a more intense addiction than I thought it was. And even though it's not going away anytime soon, and it, it's still our job to moderate ourselves and to kind of limit ourselves when it comes to social media so that we don't reach that level of addiction that becomes really hard to track back from. Sophia. Something we can take out of from this is that I believe that with the time that we use for social media, we can use that with God and reach that same level with Him. Take some time for isolation with God, talk to Him, you know, you can chat with Him, interact, talk about what you experienced throughout the day instead of sharing it on social media. You don't know if people will care or not, but God will always listen to you and stay up with whatever you have in your life. 
So the story of social media and the concept of social media and media in general is not foreign to the Bible. There's actually a story in the Bible that talks about exactly the influence of others. And that is the story of the prodigal son. Just keep in mind that there's a part of that's actually missing. It's not in the Bible. And that part is when the uh, prodigal son went to his father and said, give me my inheritance, I want to leave. Do you think that happened overnight? Or do you think that even though this man was raised in the bosom of his father, in the protection of his father's house. He wasn't opening himself up to all these negative influences, to his friends. I mean, the Bible says the first thing he did when he got his money is he went to his friends and he started partying day and night. You think he just picked up these friends out of nowhere? No. Even though we're raised in the church, even though we are Christian, even though we're baptized, even though we go to liturgies and Sunday school, and many of us even serve, we're not really, really God's children, are we? We don't allow ourselves to be. Because if we were God's children, we would subscribe to him. We would uh, you know, patronize him. We would follow him. But we don't. We allow all these negative influences in our lives. And we, unfortunately, allow them to run our lives at some point. And just like the prodigal son, we end up wasting our inheritance. You are the father of a very rich man. You are, you are the son of a very rich man. You are the, the prince and the princess of the king. Your inheritance is much greater. And you don't have to wait until you go to heaven in order to get your inheritance. You can actually get an advance on it now. Why? Because the power of the Holy Spirit grants you so many blessings, so many gifts here on earth that not only enrich your life, but enrich the lives of those around you. Patience, love, intelligence, strength, all of the things, confidence, all of the things that we are so desperately looking for. We want to look for a shortcut in how to get, but there is no shortcut. If you really want those things, it's not about how much money you're going to make or how many people you're going to be with or how a larger friend group is. It's about how much you draw closer to your father in heaven and how much you look like him, how much you want to be like him. That is how you get there. And eventually, I pray that we all figure that out one day, just like the prodigal son did. But the interesting thing about that is even after the prodigal son figured that out, he didn't run home to his father. He was ashamed. He was ashamed. He didn't, he realized the truth and he realized he had wasted his life. He realized all these things that he had done, all this time he had spent with his, with his friends was just a waste. Just like we should realize all the time we're spending on social media, on Netflix, on videos and all these things. It's a waste. It's not getting us to our final destination, which is to be one with God on earth as in heaven. And so what he did was he went to a pig pen. And so that's the pig pen moment. That's the moment that we all need to get to. That's the moment where we need to come to our senses and realize, hey, wait a second. Why am I here? Why am I, why am I depressed? Why am I not confident? Why am I failing? Why, why, am I, why do I feel so lost? Why do I have to feel like this when my father can help me? My father is everything that I need. And after that moment, he came in humility and he went to Christ and he said, they went to his father and he said, accept me back, but I'm, I don't deserve to be your son before he can even finish. God accepted him back. That's where we need to be. That's what we need to get. And here's probably the most interesting thing about it. That pig pen moment is different for all of us. It's not going to be the same for the uh, for some of us. Some of us have to go on a, you know, a, a three month long drug binge of shooting up heroin or whatever it is before we even realize that. Some of us, hopefully, it's a lot less more serious. But it doesn't matter. None of it matters. All that matters is that's the moment where you come back to God, and you run to Him and you say, "Forgive me." And before you even finish, He's going to take you in His arms, and He's going to bring you back to where you belong which is in his father's house. And that's the message we have for you today. If you haven't arrived at that moment, maybe it's time.
So thank you so much for coming uh, and listening to us and being there with us. We hope you, uh, you know, picked up something that's useful to you. If you have any questions or comments, hit us up on social media. If you're <laughs> local to Delray Beach, uh, please join us uh, this this Friday. Actually, I don't know when. Just look at our socials. You'll find out when there's a delay in when we post these. Um, and uh, if, you, if you're if you not local, hit us up on social media. We're happy to help you. Uh, and uh, remember our verse. Let's have fervent love for one another, for love covers up a multitude of sins. We love you. God loves you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.